Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey fam, the cast of The Tech John is just coming back from our holiday hiatus, but we wanted to present you with something special before we get back to live shows in the second week of January. Back in episode 8, we had the honor of interviewing Professor Tanya M. Evans, Ford's 50 Over 50 member, faculty at Penn State Dickinson Law, host of the Tech Intersect podcast, and blockchain and cryptocurrency expert. We still get tweets, IG comments, text messages, phone calls, etc. from folks asking about this episode, but what many of them don't know is that they only heard about half of the full interview. Patreon members of the Tech John get pre- and post-show bonus content by way of a live stream, and after the podcast ended, Professor Evans continued to drop gems about the world of cryptocurrency and what we are calling the after show. We're bringing you the full interview, so get ready and buckle up because we jump right into just over an hour of awesomeness with Professor Tanya M. Evans. So we're to that part of the show where uh, we all said we were excited about. Um, so we have a guest and I'm going to bring them on stage right now. So Stephanie, I'm, I'm going to let you go ahead and do the introductions while I go ahead and get this stuff going. Yes. Let me give her her flowers while she here. Ow. So we have a 50 over 50 2021 list member in the building. Tanya M. Evans is a professional <laughs> speaker, published author, investor, entrepreneur, and tenured professor of law at Penn State Dickinson Law School with an expertise in blockchain and cryptocurrency, data, technology, entertainment law, and social justice. She also founded Advantage Evans Academy, created the popular From Cash to Crypto, Decode the Future, and NFT Law Guide onboarding programs, and hosts the Tech Intersect podcast, a weekly podcast that highlights new and notable experts at the intersection of law, business, and technology. And she does a whole bunch of other stuff, but we want to get right to the to the, to the meat of the of <laughs> Of the uh, of the broadcast and welcome Professor Tanya M. Evans to the show. What's up, girl? Thank you, thank welcome, you. Welcome, this is an welcome. honor and a pleasure. You Hello, everyone. Good to meet you. See you. Super, super happy to have you on. Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much. I love it, and congratulations on the launch. <laughs> thank, yeah, you, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, so uh, Stephanie just said, you think we're ready to get guests yet? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah, cool. Let's make, let's make it. I know somebody. <laughs> and she, I want to make sure I put respect on all of your names. So you're a professor, oh. a doctor, a, 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 lawyer, you, you, a lawyer. You got all the all these things. Entrepreneur. 
Doctor of the Laws. Doc, doctor of the Laws. I like pushed two into one. So there you go. So uh, we, we are just really happy to Qualified have you on the show. And uh, we're going to talk about some crypto, some Bitcoin, some blockchain, all, all that kind of good stuff. So I don't want to keep talking. I want to let you go ahead and kind of just, uh, you know, Stephanie, <laughs> uh, I, I know you had some questions lined up, but uh, you got the intro in. Let's go ahead and get into talking about Bitcoin. That's that's my question. Right. So let's just start at the let's start at the beginning. You know, let's go back to the basics. Explain it to me like I'm five. Yes. Um, crypto, blockchain, Bitcoin. Let's kind of sort of set the foundation mm. for for those three things. So let's start with in order to really understand crypto, I always start with just what is money. I feel right. like a lot of times my education about finances and money has really come despite my 52 years on this planet. Thanks, Forbes, for letting people know all my business, but it's <laughs> out there, right? So 52, no cracks detected. So I'm That's proud. Right. I'll lean good. into it. Um, definitely. But to understand it is to really understand value and think about since centuries ago and over the centuries and millennium, there have always been different ways to transact value both within a community and outside of a community, particularly if you didn't know the folks outside of your community. Mm -hmm. If it's tight and you're making shoes and I'm making clothes and someone has a five and dime at the corner, right? They have the corner store. Sometimes you all know each other in a very small area and it's easy to um, transfer value even when it's not technically money. You say, uh, I make shoes and you raise chickens and we're going to exchange and we're going to be able to survive that way. Outside of your community, when you don't have trust, that's how a monetary system even developed because not everybody was trading shoes for chickens, right? And you had to be able to um, interact in terms of commerce with other groups. And think about all the different ways that we've transacted value. Um, shells, salt, sugar, and sugar cane. Unfortunately, people. So there have always been different representations of value over time. But what we saw um, governments do is to really cre create their own type of currencies that they issue really to fight wars. <laughs> Taxing really goes into wars and a lot of different things. But cryptocurrency is another way to transact uh, value outside of a government structure. That doesn't mean it is illegal but it is an alternative form. If you and I agree that you're going to give me some of your fly glasses for um, some graphic t-shirts, then we could do that. It's not illegal. It's just not government issued money, also known as fiat. So crypto at a high level, that's just another way to exchange value, but it's not issued by a government um, and it's not controlled by private entities. I heard you all talking about private entities before we even hopped on. Um, and so, uh, that's how you think about crypto. Bitcoin is the OG in the space. It was launched in 2009. It's the first type of cryptocurrency. There were other um, digital assets that came before Bitcoin, but Bitcoin is a, a game changer because it used a special type of encryption called cryptography, which is where the crypto comes from for cryptocurrencies. And it's a way to secure the money so that you can't, you can only spend it once. So think about, um, at the end of the 90s and the early 2000s, like Napster and Grokster and BitTorrent, which is still around, but a lot of those others weren't. That peer-to-peer -peer technology allowed us to 
send an MP3 file to a thousand of our not so closest friends, but we still had the original. You can't do that with digital money. And obviously that would be very dangerous if you were able to do so. And and cryptography has a way of avoiding that. So it's a really secure way to transact value without being in a certain country in order to do so. And it's just making it better, faster and cheaper for you to buy things and for you to trade, for you to exchange, for you to do um, money transmission around the world. So that that's crypto and, and Bitcoin. And then final point about blockchain, think of blockchain as... Um, a record that is shared by multiple people. Like think of a group text. Even if you delete a group text off of your phone, as long as one person still has the record of your communications on their phone, it still exists. And we're not really talking about the, the, the um, you know, like the phone companies, that's a whole other thing. But just think if the five of us, excuse me, the four of us were texting and I deleted it off of my phone, you three still have it on your phones. Mm-hmm. That's a permanent record that makes it more difficult to destroy. And so, you know, extrapolate that to millions of computers maintaining a record. So it's not centralized with any one party. It's not a Facebook thing. It's not a government thing. It's a thing that is crea- uh, maintained by this network of computers. And you actually don't have to do that in order to hold Bitcoin. It's just another aspect of the network that allows computers to maintain that single source of the, the, the transactions and the balances at any given time. That's all it is. It's a digital record that is controlled by a network as opposed to one entity um, or war, one corporation, one, one government. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I like the group chat analogy because I've been, I read you can about see it, right? Bitcoin. Yeah. It's like, I, I I keep reading articles. What is Bitcoin? And in the moment that I'm reading it, I understand it perfectly, but then I right. click away from that, that tab and it's just like, what is, what is blockchain again? Um, so yeah, that idea right. of, of the, uh, of the group chat, because I hate group chats. So I'll never forget that. Um, the idea of the group exactly. Chat, <laughs> yeah. It makes a lot of sense. I, I like that. Okay, so we got crypto. And one other thing is that, let me say this one other thing. When people say blockchain, it's as if it's one thing. There are thousands of blockchains and you start to think of it as, um, you know, you have the internet, but a lot of times you also have intranets and other people who control things within. And so Bitcoin has its own blockchain. Ethereum, the the second by market Um, market capitalization, Ethereum or Ether, it has its own blockchain. There are some uh, digital currencies that are recorded, their transactions and balances are recorded on an existing blockchain. And then there are some where there's a native coin. So that's the difference between a coin and a token. A lot of people don't use the terms properly. So sometimes people will say token and coin interchangeably, but the real definition, if there's a token that doesn't have its own record and so it is putting its transactions and balances to an existing blockchain. Um, and, and so that's a slight difference. But block, Bitcoin blockchain was the first. Um, there are over 13,000 different types of cryptocurrencies right now. We could make one right now just with a, a short string of software code and we could create. Look, we could create the tech John coin if that's Listen. what you all want to do. We need we to can, get we on that. We should have that. our own coin. That's what I'm saying. Let's go. And it, how would we make that worth something? Is it basically worth something it's, because people believe it's worth something? Is that kind of the gist? I or love you, the question. How do you make that worth something? 
Absolutely. And that's the right question to ask, too. And that's probably the number two question. Number one question is always, is it legal? The number two question is, where does it get its value? And it is driven by the same market principles as a lot of of value, supply and demand. Um, Think about the dollar as well. And I always turn that question back on people for it hasn't the the United States dollar um, has not been backed by gold for decades. So what is really backing the dollar? It's not even fully collateralized. If we all went to the bank to pull out our dollars, everybody ain't getting their dollars. I don't care what type of FDIC insurance is involved. So um, it's the, you know, on the, the USD side, it's the full faith and credit of the government. On the crypto side, it is driven by supply and demand. You've seen a lot of these wacky meme coins that have hit. Oh, I don't want to you know, disrespect anybody. These very interesting meme coins like yes. Doge, which Doge. does actually have value. I think it's like at 28 cents or something like that. Uh, you have a follow on meme coin, the Shiba Inu, that's yeah. not even worth a penny. But some people held a whole bunch of them. And as the price pumped and dumped, a lot of people made some money and a lot more people got left holding the bag when it goes up and goes down very quickly. So that's the supply and demand thing. And one of the beauties of the cryptocurrency ecosystem is that it is driven by community, which actually mm-hmm. is a very exciting feature of it. Interesting. And, and yeah, I, I, I can see that, but community is so fickle. Mm. But I guess that's life. You, you you take the risk. So you talked about the idea of the difference between a coin and a token. So an mm. NFT is a non-fungible token, right? And so. so now mm-hmm. where does that co- where does that come in? If that's not backed on its own blockchain, um, by your definition, um, where does it get backed? And then how does that exist on the Internet? Well, explain what an NFT is. I'm just running my mouth. Um, and then talk about how it um, can exist on an Internet when everything is so readily available for download. And, and people can screen capture and people can just, you know, figure out their own ways to download that asset you know Mm -hmm. how does an nft remain an nft when anybody with an internet connection and can have it great questions so a non in order to talk about what a non-fungible token is let's talk about what fungibility is or what what it means to be fungible fungibility is interchangeability and i'll use currency as another example it doesn't matter which dollar bill i have even though they technically have a serial number on them it's, it's the dollar is the dollar. It holds the same value. They're interchangeable. A non-fungible token is unique. And also it is verifiably unique because of the, the technology, the software protocols. So it makes it really interesting to represent a unique asset in the same way that you could represent. Um, at, before, before I go there, let me say that. So that's fungibility and non-fungibility. A non-fungible token is actually not the creativity but it is ability to represent your ownership of some other thing. So the non-fungible token asset, and we've heard a lot about it in the creative community or collectible community, the creativity or the collectible is referenced in the software um, code, but it is not in the NFT. The NFT is its own separate asset. NFTs are recorded to a blockchain and it depends on the type of NFT. The first um platform or, or, or network to support NFTs was the Ethereum virtual machine. And uh, the Ethereum network is a little bit different than the, than the Bitcoin blockchain because Bitcoin was really meant to just 
manage uh, transactions of value without running pieces of, of, of code to do something different. The Ethereum network runs like a virtual computer. The whole, um, I'll use a jargony term, unfortunately, we'll get away from it. The layer one of the Ethereum virtual machine was created to be to operate like an operating system of your phone or of a laptop meant to build other things, decentralized applications, uh, smart contract code, non-fungible tokens. And so the Ethereum network was the first to support it. You have others now that are actually more efficient. They might be less to, um, Solana is another really interesting one, you know, of NBA Top Shot that basically did its own thing. So it's not on Ethereum or Solana or any of, any of them. They created their own blockchain to leverage their own IP. Now to Brother Tech's question, it's an important one to say, oh, well, let me let me go with this. So he asks, if you can see an image online, what is the point of representing that you have ownership and control? It's the same thing of me driving up and down Beverly Hills and I could take pictures of a house. That's very lovely. I don't own the house. Mm-hmm. My ability to exercise ownership and control over that house is because I have a deed. So think of a non-fungible token as the deed. So now, is a lot of like, people can do me, a lot of things to. Let me jump in there. So is it, could you also sort of make the connection between having the original painting and a print? So if, if That's I have, correct. if That's I have, correct. if I own the NFT, if, if I have an NFT of, you know, the, because I, I, I remember posting about the little girl um, that was in front of the fire, that meme of that little girl smirking mm-hmm. in front of the fire, like she sold that for $50,000. Yes. And so basically, you know, if, if there had been an original painting of that, I would technically own that. And then whoever maybe still has that meme on their phone or, you know, in, in some whatever they have, what, what would amount to a print of it? Is that a fair comparison? Yes, it is. And take it even a step further that you have a mug that has a picture of the Mona Lisa instead of the Mona Lisa. Right. Right. It's like, yeah. And if that's all you want, great. You have a, a mug with a picture of the Mona Lisa, or when you're using the reference to a, a really cool uh, meme or GIF that's out there as well, and a lot of people can access it. But it's the difference of ownership, and and really as a matter of empowerment, economic empowerment, financial inclusion, both on the crypto side and the non fungible token side, it's all about ownership in 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 this new Web 3.0 world, all the metaverses and everything. If you don't own things in the next wave of this internet, you are already behind, and that's mm. why we have a great advantage of as Black and Brown people to to do this in a way we've not done before. So if you own it, I'm sorry, uh, Rob. I just I just did uh, that question out. I, I you I, I got you right after this. Um, <laughs> Rob was just he was like, <laughs> I know he was like ah. But you said something about about owning. So so if I own this, does that mean I can then license my IP? Yes, yes, and it's one of the most exciting things that I can think. I'm an intellectual property lawyer by training. And I do much of my work at the intersection of innovation and IP generally, but copyright specifically. And when someone sells back to your um, your example, maybe of the Mona Lisa or some other digital asset, when somebody sells that, think of how you buy a painting. The, most of those rules have not changed. If I buy a painting, I own the physical copy of that. Unless somebody has written it um, in, in a document that says I also received the copyright, I don't own the copyright to that painting. 
but I have the right to display and do make certain uses, monetize in some ways that physical painting. And much of the same thing is true in the digital space. When I own an NFT, it is effectively like a deed that connects me to that uh, that digital piece. It could be to a physical experience or a physical piece. I've purchased NFTs where I own the NFT, uh, the digital art, but also the artist will send me a physical copy that I can um, hang in my house. Um, and you see other IP intensive industries you mentioned, you know, we were talking about NBA Top Shots. Not only will you hold the N- NFT for some really cool dunk or whatever happens, but it might also grant you special VIP privileges. So like fan engagement is really, really exciting now for, for NFT holders. It's like holding that, that golden ticket, only it's in digital form now. That is so interesting. So what, what I was going to say, and it was actually about, uh, you know, uh, Top Shot. My sister has mm-hmm. invested in rookie card sets for NBA players. All going mm-hmm. back, I think her first one was when Penny Hardaway was a uh, was a rookie, and she's just bought the rookie set every single year. And uh, last yes. year, maybe a year before that, she started getting really excited about this. Uh, you know, this, the, these NFTs that you could get, and she was explaining it to me, and I'm like, "But I already have a video of that. Why? Why is your video of that?" more uh, or, or not even more but why is yours authentic she's like because i have the rights to it i can you know i can sell mm-hmm. it you can't sell your video um you know to, to use the uh the me you know i actually had that meme saved on a thumb drive or or actually a, a hard drive of that little girl in front of the fire i remember when it came up i actually had that's like okay well i already have this it's like no you don't have the original picture you just have a copy of it so the original or right. the licensed one is the one that uh you know people would actually uh you know get all up in arms about and say well she sold this for well over fifty thousand dollars which i just thought was like She's selling something that I've been looking at for 20 years. It's, it's just amazing to me that you can do these kind of things. What I really wanted to ask you, though, my, my real question is, um, you know, about investing in cryptocurrency. Mm. So I was really lucky. I bought my first Bitcoin all the way back in 2012. Um, didn't amazing. know what I was doing. Coinbase had just become a company. I let's put a hundred dollars in and see and, and, and see what happens. And I actually kind of forgot that I even mm-hmm. had it until you know years later. Wait, what's what's going on? I think I have some of it. Let me go figure out what's going on with it. But uh, you know, I have been on a soapbox with just you know my friends and my family, and it's like if you would have just taken a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. not a year ago, not ten years ago, if you'd have taken a hundred dollars in April. And put it into this one thing. Right. It would be four hundred dollars today, and it's like I don't know where else you can, you know, you know, get that kind of return on an investment. The questions that some who think about it will always come back with: Well, it's so volatile, which it is. It's like you know, I would never say you know, mm. put all your life savings in you know in, into crypto. You want to be diversified to a, a great extent. But what right. do you say? And you know, like so I'm talking to my friends and family right now that you should be investing in cryptocurrency. Uh, you know, Bitcoin is the big daddy. There's, uh, I think we just went over 18 million have been mined. There's, you know, close to 3 million left yep. to be mined. There's still some to get. Now, That's you know, correct. Not necessarily you go set up a rig and mine it yourself, but you should at least be investing in it from where I sit. Can you significantly right. more intelligently than I have tell people why they should actually be looking at these things as investments, as alternative savings accounts? Because you get... 1% if you're lucky in the checking account. 
you might get 200% in Bitcoin over, you know, the last 10, 12 years. It sounds like you answered her question before you (laughs) gave her a chance to answer it, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Look, this is, you know, the professor in me says repetition breeds retention. And we're actually going to have to say this over and over and over and over again, because what you are uh, talking about is a mindset shift. You can tell people all the facts and all the figures, and I do this all day, every day, and and it doesn't matter. What really matters is, are do you want to participate in the future of wealth? Are you serious about creating generational wealth in this generation and the next? Are you ready to create the type of financial security that jealous white folks can't burn down tomorrow because you have this great town wow. where you're thriving. You went, you went straight uh, Greenwood on us. Man, <laughs> I'm not mad true. at that reference at all. Right. right. Because when you really start to figure out, and, and let's talk about why, let's talk about the economics of it. I When I started the Advantage Evans Academy last uh, June 30th of 2020, Bitcoin was around $9,100. The students that did what I told them to do, don't wait to figure this out. This is like looking under the hood of your car and expecting to know how everything works under there. I don't need to know that. I need to know that this car is going to get me from A to B. And if you're willing to listen to people, I'm one of the most highly, I know you all can't tell, I'm one of the most highly risk adverse people on this planet. My lawyer training and just my little... uh, only child ways and not wanting to waste money or anything forced me to ask the questions that I'm now posing to you. But what I knew is enough smart people who seemed like they had it going on had figured that out. Enough people who looked like me who were taking a chance. Um, And so you just have to figure out and and to bring it full circle right now, Bitcoin's at 62,000 per coin and you don't have to have an entire coin. Start with dollar cost averaging or what I would call Satoshi cost averaging because the Satoshi is the smallest unit of a Bitcoin. A little bit over time, set it and forget it. You've done worse thing with $50 a month. And learn while you are also earning. Don't wait until. There is no point where you understand everything so that it's safe to go into the waters. You know why it's safe? Because governments are putting it on their balance sheets. That's right. Because mm-hmm. companies are putting it on their balance sheets. Because all of the major banks in the world are quietly, I just did a presentation on Deutsche Bank, quietly giving access to their high net worth clients. So why is it quiet? And why is it high net worth? And the fact that we don't need any of that to participate. Right. You open up your cash app, you go to the last tab, buy some Bitcoin and just let it sit there. And then we'll do another episode to talk about what to do then. But right. do not wait another minute to empower yourself. Don't excuse me. Don't be defined by other people. This is something you can actually do by yourself right now, today, if you're ready. And right. even without paying, um, Mastercard just start offering rewards in Bitcoin. Oh so That's as right. you're already, you're spending the money already anyway on whatever you're charging up. So instead of getting airline miles or or you know cash That's back. Fine. Get the Bitcoin. Just get the Bitcoin. You know what I mean? Like that's that right. makes it easy because now it doesn't feel like it's coming out of your pocket personally, but you are, you know, like you said, accumulating this thing that could be the generational wealth that, you know, our our people, you know, have been have been looking to establish since we got here. Right. Um, so that's to right. piggyback on that, that's right. It's going in it's going to take a mindset shift, a mindset shift mm. 
um, and without giving up too information on my family, um, one of the things some of my family believes is if you get income and you pay your debts and at the end of the day, when you balance your checkbook, you're at zero, you're doing good. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think we are going as black folks specifically, we're going to have to change our mindset of money in general when it comes to saving, when it comes to investing. Investing, Once we can get out of that mindset shift, then we can say, okay, you have savings, you have investing. Uh, And when you talk about investing, most people think about stocks. But now we can introduce this new thing, cryptocurrency. And again, that comes along with, you know, trying to slowly but surely with repetition, get people to learn more about cryptocurrency, which brings my question is we've talked about Mm -hmm. investing. We've talked about trading for goods using cryptocurrency. We've talked about NFTs and using cryptocurrency to own assets and control assets. What are some other Mm -hmm. things you can do with cryptocurrency Besides the things that we've already mentioned and to give you like a saw, I'll give you a, give you an alley-oop, uh, talk about things like staking mm-hmm. crypto. You know, what are some mm-hmm. other, what are your top two or three things that you can do besides buying, trading, investing in crypto? Generally speaking, one thing we didn't mention is the the nature of, of Bitcoin and other crypto assets as being a capital asset. And so what was just mentioned is is very, very important as uh, black and brown communities have focused mostly on education, high income, insurance, a house and making sure that you don't, you know, overspend. Right. And and some type of, you know, minuscule savings. But we don't focus on capital assets, which is the really the way that that wealthy people transfer their assets from generation to generation. Crypto is taxed as a capital asset. So you are. Um, enjoying the upside in terms of gains and you you absorb capital losses, it's taxed at a lower rate than income. That's why wealthy people don't want to carry a lot of income. You don't have to pay them another cent in their entire lives. They are focused on capital assets. Right. And this is one of the few types that we can immediately get into and secure. To your point about decentralized finance, which is a, a term or DeFi, which is a term that's kicked around. I'm the, the chair of the Maker Foundation, which is uh, uh, responsible for the existence of the maker DAO. So if you've heard of DAI, the stablecoin, or MKR, the governance token, that's uh, the foundation early on was was bootstrapping that. What you can, uh, the final point about crypto is that oftentimes some people will spend it. I don't know a lot of people who are spending Bitcoin. If it could be $91 last year, 62000 this year, I'm not spending it Bitcoin, but I can let it sit for a while. So you mentioned the term staking. Staking is a way of think of it as as locking it up in like a CD, but something that you, you know, if you lock up Bitcoin and or any other type of cryptocurrency and you can earn a yield on that, some go up into the um, like the double digits. I've locked for about six months in Bitcoin, ETH, um, Filecoin, and I think like Litecoin or something like that. And I don't use them. They sit around, so they might as well be making money. Everything in my house makes money, I assure you. Um, including my money. And so locking it up and receiving two, three, seven, ten, twelve percent interest, I've made almost a thousand dollars in six months time in interest alone. And I will wait for someone to tell me a bank account that pays you that much money, even if you have six or dare I say seven thousand, uh, seven figures in a bank. What bank is that? 
None. And in addition to that, I thought was interesting uh, just doing research and getting ready for this uh, show, you know, trying to figure out some questions. Mm -hmm. I thought it was so interesting that not only can you stake uh, crypto for the sole purpose of gaining interest, if you're not going to do anything with Mm -hmm. it, you can also uh, donate is not the right word, but staking also gives you the ability to uh, use your money to volunteer for other projects, other networks, other things that you believe in. Yes, so, I love that. Right. So if we're talking about empowerment, so if we're talking about figuring out how to get Black folks into this because we know this is the future, mm-hmm. you know, figuring, learning just all the different ways crypto can be used, that definitely can be a benefit because you can, in fact, use it to build up a community, whether it be digital, and then use that assets to be able to help our community. So I just right. thought that was interesting. And one other way is 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 taking out a loan. You can mm-hmm. stake mm-hmm. it for your own benefit. And so it's a rough analogy, like pulling out equity in a home. Right. So that's not a taxable event. And you pay it back and you unlock it and you can do what you need to do. And you don't have to uh, deal with a system that Predatory has been lending. systemically, mm-hmm. you know, systemically right. uh, marginalizing us. So you do it on your own terms. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So let me go ahead, Rob. I was just going to say, so for the, the you know, just the regular person listening, um, you know, w- what is the easiest, uh, lowest barrier to entry way to go out and buy some Bitcoin, to buy some Ethereum, to buy some Litecoin, you know, how, how can just a regular person very easily go out and do that? Well, the easiest way to buy Bitcoin, Bitcoin is currently the only um, crypto asset available on Cash App, but that's the easiest way. Cash App, if you already have a Cash App account, it's already done what's called KYC AML or Know Your Customer Anti-Money Laundering um, a protocol so that they have your name, you have a bank account already attached. That's the quickest way to buy Bitcoin. Now, you, the second thing you need to do after you do that and set up some type of regular uh, purchasing is you need to educate yourself. This is a challenging space. Buying it is almost the easiest thing to do. Uh, right. Custodying your own money. We are not used to taking care of our own assets. We are used to giving it to somebody who we trust much more than ourselves with our own assets. And that's a mindset shift. And also it's practice. You, If you are not organized, you need to get your entire life together, 
because this is a time and a reason to get organized because oh, you don't out. want to leave your crypto. <laughs> I just, I did not say one person in particular, but if you know yourself, if you know yourself, because there's many, there are many people who have purchased Bitcoin and then lost a device or um, there are a number of different ways to custody your coins. There are warm wallets, meaning they are attached warm or hot. They're attached constantly to the internet. That would be like an app or a laptop, a browser. Then there are what we call cold storage, which is not connected unless and until you connect it to make a transaction. Uh, that's like ledger uh, there are some others as well. So that is a, an education process. I have a lot of different ways that people can get that from free 99 all the way up to a white glove service that's 10K where people have a lot of money in no time and don't want to be bothered with the details. You have to learn the process of setting up your own wallet, transferring off of a centralized platform, or we really haven't advanced the, the ball. I don't uh, go with Coinbase per, per se. A lot of things, they are a legitimate site for sure. And they were the first... So it's no uh, not taking away from the the um, the process itself. They had some issues in terms of some of their their employees. There was a New York Times article that came out right before they went public, and I know that I'm going to vote with my wallet, and so I use others. I'm not sponsoring or endorsing others, but I did want to say that um, as well. But we have to figure out how not only to buy but to custody and grow it over a long time. That's the part that takes some time. Right. So. Cash App for Bitcoin, exchanges, there are exchanges like um, Gemini, Kraken, um, where you shouldn't buy, PayPal, currently Robinhood, because you can buy, but you cannot take your crypto off of those platforms. Mm. Mm. And so it's just like going into a, you just might as well just go into a, 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 a casino and you're going to take your money, you change it into their chip. You play as long as you want to, but you have to cash out before you leave that casino. And that's the way PayPal currently is running. I think there will be a day where you can pull it. You can pull it off right now. You cannot pull your crypto off of those platforms. And so you should be very careful. A lot of people were pissed off to find that out after the fact. Wow. Wow. So let me ask you, um, that's that's fantastic information. I didn't know that. I do have a Coinbase account because the years ago when I bought my little bit of Bitcoin, yes. um, that was the only place yes. I knew to get it. And 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 like you said, custody yes. and understanding, blah, blah, blah. Like I, I, I almost panicked, like, like I almost did on my own because I thought I didn't have my password <laughs> anymore. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. What's my Coinbase password? And and thankfully I did have it, but I clearly got some work to do. I I, I feel attacked yet supported yeah, yeah, yeah. in that call out. Right <laughs> attacked and supported. Attacked and supported because I got I got some work to do. Clearly to, to to custody my stuff and and figure out wallets yes. and all the rest of that. Um, but I wanted to ask because you know Bitcoin is finite. You know, at some point I think Rob said there's only three million left to be mined. Um, and and we don't yes. necessarily need to, to get in the weeds of of how that process works. But um, once it's all mined. Um, does it, mm -hmm. number one, does it still make sense to buy it? Number two, can it still go up in value when there, when there's no more left to, to get? That's when it really gets fun right now. It's, it's interesting when you have something that is verifiably scarce, not like the scarcity of gold until we found more gold. So right. I need to understand that. And we're going up into space. So I'm sure there's gold there. It's fine. Right. right? <laughs> but we have something that is verifiably scarce. And most of them are already in the world before governments and big business even figured it out. They'll never have all of it, which right. first of all is the first point. When the 21 millionth Bitcoin is mined, transactions will still go on, 
But because there are no more and more and more people will have found out by then, the numbers like this is not legal or financial advice, but in my humble estimation, that's when the roof is blown off of this, right? Right. Come on, lawyer. Come on, disclaimer. That's when it really gets interesting. Because th- look at where we are right now. Right. And um, even the when you look at historically over time, uh, Bitcoin launched in 2009, didn't really start getting interesting about until about 2014, uh, then 2017. And then we're off to the races up and down. Mm-hmm. But historically speaking, even when you see Bitcoin in particular pull back, the lows in those bear markets tend to be higher than the previous high. Right, right. So that, you know, then you extrapolate to the future, right? Now it could all, you know, something could happen that could throw that off kilter. But we have 12 years of historical data of Bitcoin in particular. Ethereum came around in 2014 or 2015. And you have a lot of uh, Johnny and Jane's come lately since that time that have some utility. Like the questions to ask, what does this do? If it's just like a meme coin and you're happy to trade it and laugh about it and you play with your money, that's fine. That's your business, as Tabitha Brown would say. For me and my house, we want something that is going to appreciate over time or is going to have some utility. Like uh, you have all of these exchanges that tend to have their own coin to finance.us, you know, the BNB yeah. token. It has its own value, but you get discounts on the platform. Gemini has its own coin. And so they have some of value in addition to uh, and so, I should say some utility in, a, in addition to value. And then there are a bunch of coins. We call them altcoins or some other coins. I don't know. My mom, I, you know, she'll be listening. So I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it classy. But you have thousands of them that are fill in the blank coins and right. you might want to play with it. But if you're going to play anyway, play, play with something that's going to appreciate over time. Yes, 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 yes. And I think um, I think we're getting close. I wanted to ask uh, one more question and, and then you guys open it up. Should Thank we be you. Looking- Thank you, Stephanie. <laughs> we appreciate your generosity. <laughs> I love y'all. I mean it. Um, should we be looking at Bitcoin adjacent um, investments as well? Because like I was just reading mm. about those two facilities down in Texas um, that, that are right next to each other, that mine. Um, and and one of them, high, I think it was called high fidelity. It was, it was hide something. Mm. They just went public um, recently. You know, the power companies are going to get paid off of all of this. Like, you know, should we be looking at these other adjacent industries as good investments as well? I love that approach because it's a both and not an either or. And a lot of people have made money on what a colleague, uh, Samson Williams, uh, says all the time. He wasn't necessarily interested in the gold rush that went out to get gold. But for all of those folks who were going out to get gold, they needed a tent. They needed axes. They needed eggs. They needed pots and pans. So anything that is going to support this system, I'd be very interested to look at, at at companies that are investing in the space. Absolutely. Which is so amazing. And this is my last point, because this is still the ground floor. We've yeah. always, right. uh, Black folks specifically, you know, we felt like we have missed the boat. We felt, you know, n- mm-hmm. no pun intended. Absolutely. Uh, we felt like Oof. Um, <laughs> we, we have we have missed the opportunity so much so now that we have to knock on the door and beg the gatekeepers to give us equity, to give us inclusion, to give us diversity. Mm. To, please, please, please share your uh, assets, share your wealth. You know, this, in my opinion, is just such a interesting 
opportunity to where we can we can blaze our own trail without without permission, without governance, without authority. So I just want, you know, uh, you can probably say it better than I can to just how can you stress the importance of people specifically who look like us to get involved specifically because of the barriers we've had up until now? I think you said it really well yourself. <laughs> I appreciate okay. that. Seriously. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. No, there's not a lot I can add to that. It's just, again, uh, finding reputable sources and committing to do one thing that mm-hmm. this time next month, we can't fool around with a year. We mm-hmm. fooled around with a year and went from 9,100 to 62,000. So let's right. not this time next year have that same story where you quote unquote missed out. And it's like, oh, now it's really too high. Literally every year people say the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's making a commitment at this moment in time that tomorrow and next week and next month, you'll be in a better place and be closer to your goals. My, I, I actually am not only am I highly risk adverse, I'm extremely private, but I've started talking about my own experiences and how crypto has transformed my life. That this last 18 months, most of the crypto that I've held um, is because of my, the paid board position that I have. I'm paid in crypto. So I wouldn't buy more than three to five percent if I were balancing out and my money managers. I'm insane with the you know, I'm probably need to get closer to a five to seven percent. Definitely not more than 10 percent of a portfolio. But because I was earning it, it just was what it was. And when I first started earning in that realm, they were worth hundreds of dollars and they went up to thousands of dollars that literally transformed my life. So I get to live my life on my own terms. I bought my mother a home this year. And I was using OPM, but it, uh, originally other people's money, if y'all not down. Uh, and <laughs> But what I realized is the same bank that held all of my assets and thought that everything I did was great for time in my industry for 25 plus years. All of a sudden, there were a million questions. They wanted a pint of blood, uh, everything that if oh, I have excellent credit, no debt, and I'm living my fabulous life. If a white man had walked into that bank to uh, to present that portfolio, that loan would have been granted in two weeks. And it got to the point where I still, I ended up leaving that. I found another place that was willing to do the deal in two weeks, long story short. And then two weeks later, that mortgage originator sold the loan to who, but that previous bank. And I said, not today, Satan, in between meetings, paid that loan off. Uh And it cost them more money to set up and transfer. And then they had to give me my escrow back. I bought a home that already was built in equity. I'm not relying on other people, but this is the house that crypto built. I paid off my debt. I paid off my mom's debt. I helped uh, other family members. And I am investing in things that are going to be around long after I am. This is the reason that we have to do this on our own terms. And it starts today with an asset that we have access to if we lean into it. This won't be about somebody else keeping us out this time. This is about us. Yeah. So let me give you a chance to talk about your um, Advantage Evans Academy and from from cash to crypto. Talk about what those two programs are uh, designed to do. So uh, when I first started it, it was really to everything that we're doing right now to kind of packages up, package it up in a way where I can't be all places. I still have that day job uh, as well. And giving my law students, my undivided attention, but I wanted to find a way to share this information in a number of different ways. So certainly uh, on a weekly basis, my podcast uh, tech intersect. So please it drops Tuesdays at noon, please check that out across all platforms. 
Advantage Evans Academy has a number of different ways to uh, support people in their onboarding process. And that's where from cash to crypto came. So all the questions you all asked me usually in 90 days, depending upon the program, um, I have a membership club. So that's $99 a quarter. I know you have spent worse $100 uh, $100 than that, bill. right? Or $365. Come on. <laughs> right. Okay. Or $365 a year to be a part of the club. Once a month we get on, I do a masterclass. I have some of my friends come on as well. And we teach people how to set up their wallet, how to purchase, how to set up an exchange account, how to move from place to place, how to stake, how to take out loans over the process. And so the monthly membership supports that. And then I have more um, substantive things as well. So the courses, I have three courses that I offer now. One is the, the pure onboarding that has me show up live and then 90 days of support with the club. And uh, those are cohorts. So they're a little more intensive. And I have one-on-ones with the people who go through that program. All the way up to, again, the, the white glove onboarding experience. If someone wants to work with me specifically, that's like a one-on-one uh, $10,000 experience. They're with me for about six months. And I take them from beginning to end. And we do a lot of sophisticated stuff that maybe, and it doesn't even have to be sophisticated. Some people, sometimes you have money and no time. And it's easier for someone to take you through. They're not interested in going through with a cohort, but most people um, take either the on-demand course, which you could buy it today, sign up, so $9.97, and that gets you a multi-module, multi-lesson experience and also membership into the club. So there are a full range of things at AdvantageEvans.com. You can find out more about those things all the way from the membership, all the way up to the white glove service. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, the one other thing I wanted to say, the um, other course is the NFT law guide course. So the things that we were talking about with the NFT space, a lot of creatives and collectors or investors were interested in the legal implications generally, but the um, intellectual property aspect. So talking about if somebody is minting an NFT, how to protect themselves, how to leverage their copyrights and other things to protect themselves and, and to really monetize not just on that first sale, but downstream revenues, which is really exciting um, mm-hmm. in the NFT world too. Out That's why y'all need your work, NFT man. and you need a coin. Right. Listen, <laughs> we, we need to get an NFT on our, on our logo or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Let's go. Coin. I, I love it. Uh, Rob, did you have any further? Questions? I was just, I was just going to, you know, you know, start to to wrap us up. And mm-hmm. Pro- Professor Evans, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to come on and, uh, and and school us on some of this stuff. I definitely I've learned some things. I'm sitting here taking work. notes. Oh, ooh, I didn't know you could do that. I, I didn't know you should do this. I didn't know you shouldn't. <laughs> I didn't know that you couldn't take your stuff off of uh, PayPal, off of Robinhood. And pay- I did Robin not know that. Yeah. That yeah, is that is a good thing. You should have known that Robin Hood. They suspect from the jump, but that's yeah, a whole other yeah. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that another show. But I, I did not know. <laughs> I, I didn't know it about PayPal either. So, um, you know, right. that, that is good information. Cash App is the way to go. So, um, absolutely. If, 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 if and I don't get anything started. from Cash App, and I don't get anything whether somebody buys Bitcoin or not. That's the other great thing. You don't have to trust anybody in this space. In fact, if someone is buying on your behalf. That's when you seriously pump the brakes. I don't want anything to do with custody. I am not a broker dealer. I am an educator trying to get you from point A to point B safely, legally, and confidently. And if somebody is not speaking that game, then you need to walk in the other direction. That's right. That's right. 
So. Well, we just thank you so much. You know you, my girl. I love you. I should have called you. I was just out your way, like last. Oh. I know I was. I was right outside of Harrisburg last um, Tuesday or something, and I I totally forgot. Well, it was yeah. that day. It was nasty out. It was raining, and I just I did my little speaking thing, and then just was ready to get back on the road. But you're in and out. We we yes, gonna, we gonna get, get together, girl. We gonna get together. You got it. You got it. Satoshi's going to pay for it. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So nobody has to hang up after you do this, but I'm just going to just just so we can actually get a an official stop to the show. Um, I'll go ahead and uh, uh, let everybody uh, tell everybody how they can get to you if uh, they, they want to. Now, no, Dr. Professor Evans, I'm going to call you Dr. Professor. Um, you know, you've already done that, but Stephanie, like we'll let you I go like ahead it. and do that as well. Got to put that respect on there. You put took the a long time the to get them degrees. Right. People got to know. And she got receipts. Everybody can find me all around the web at Tech Life Stuff, and you can check out my website at tilldeathdoyoutweet.com. You, Tance? Oh, okay. okay. All right. Well, you can find me everywhere uh, at Brother Tech, B R O T H A T E C H. And I am. Rob Dunwood at Rob Dunwood, I should say, at all things. Um, so, and I just set up my Instagram, so you can actually hit me there. So, once again, Dr. Professor Evans, this was awesome having you come on, being our first guest. We thank you so much Aww. for showing up and you know and, and spending some time with us. And as I was saying, I've already I've got like times written down here on my on my little desk. Oh, I need to go clip this. I need to go clip that and just put it because you, you've been <laughs> dropping some nuggets. Uh, that uh, wow. particularly, you know, um, you know, our family should be listening to That's this right. and, and, and doing this. It's, you know, the, the time is now to get in on this. Like you said, it was 9,100 last year. It is 62,300 right. and something and some change as of right now. I just looked. So it is, yes. it, you know, it, you know, we, we need to be in this, um, you know, as a people, you know, we should really be looking at this. Um, and once again, we just thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, and thank uh, you. We like can I, do I am, this. Let's grow. So I actually let you guys go and tell people where you're from. But we didn't do some some formalities. Uh, so uh, we definitely want to make sure that we're uh, thanking all of our patrons mm -hmm. for, uh, you know, mm -hmm. for, uh, you know, for supporting us on the show. So yeah, there's going to be some a heck of a lot of editing that's going to go into this episode because I'm all over the map on this. But uh, I definitely <laughs> it's live, son. Yeah, I, I want to make sure that uh, you know we have people out there who are holding us down and supporting our show financially. I'm still dumbfounded that we are basically you know eight weeks in. This is episode eight, and we've got people who are holding us down financially like this. So I want to go ahead and um, acknowledge these new patrons that have joined in the last week, and that would be Craig Prawl. Les Green, Osh Park, Kyle Burrell, and Ejuli. Thank you. So appreciate y'all. Those are our patrons. And for anyone who is interested, all you have to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash the tech John and you can support us. We've got a couple of different tiers over there uh, where you can do things like listen to our live stream or get bonus content. There will definitely be some after this interview. So, um, so definitely go check us out on Patreon. So with all of that, um, I'm going to go ahead and close this out with our regular ending. Uh, Dr. Professor, we usually just say peace to end the show and we kind of, so we just do it at the three, <laughs> two, one. Peace. peace.
all right so thank you thank you for showing up this was this was awesome i'm still i'm still recording in case you say something um you know awesome that we need to this this after party you know this this after party (laughs) Um, we're still we're still another cocktail cocktail. i knew i liked him (laughs) yeah this is uh he's on his best behavior for an hour 15 he was like that's enough (laughs) (laughs) i I have been trying no it's good great questions too yeah i've been trying to get you know, folks, everybody yelling from the from the rooftops. Do you understand the wealth that you could be building right now in, uh, yeah. you know, in Bitcoin? And I usually only tell people about Bitcoin because that's the one they've heard about. And it's easy to get. You can get it on, uh, you know, on Cash App. That's going to be my new app to tell people to go uh, right. if, if they don't have other means. Um, but uh, like I said, I kind of as a not even a joke it was just coinbase came into existence and it was myself and a couple of partners said we should we should look and see if this thing is real if uh if this thing that is worth it it was worth a few pennies a few months ago and now it's worth a few dollars if it's actually going to be something that's going to be around so we literally said let's just let's just do a hundred dollars in 2012 and um amazing forgot that I actually did it because it was just one of those things to where we sign up to a because I literally will test out all new kind of stuff. Sign up to this account. It didn't. Good. It actually it went down. It's like oh, that hundred dollars is now only like forty two. And I literally it was out of sight, out of mind until the government mm-hmm. contacted me and said, "Yeah, we need some taxes." Um, and I'm huh. like scrambling to what's going on. And that oh, oh wait a minute. Um, oh 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 wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, oh, that did a thing. It did a whole thing. It, it did a, <laughs> yeah, it did it did a, a whole thing. thing. So um, since, as you said, you know, <laughs> back in the show, it was probably about 2014 when it really started taking off. Mm-hmm. And I've been paying attention, mm-hmm. um, you know, since then. And I mean, we've, we've had, you know, we've had some big dips. So like, you know, a lot, a lot of things that people will tell me is, well, it's just so volatile. And it's like, yeah, and that brings up a good yeah. point because I, again, um, not to belabor the point, but yes, wealth creation is great. But I think the reason why a lot of people are scared of money, let's just use the stock market, for example, they don't understand the terminology. When you, if you turn on the TV and you go to CNBC, Sounds like they're talking French or Greek. And I think a lot of people have just made peace with the fact that the stock market has passed them by. I'm never going to get it. There are already people three, four, 10, 20 generations steps ahead of me. So, you know, since me starting, because I'm already that so far behind. And I think, again, mm. the reason why. Crypto is so important. I feel it's so important is because, again, like I mentioned, it's still the ground floor. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the future. The sooner you get in and not just in as far as investing your money, because, yeah, you definitely want to invest your money. But getting in just to understand, I think, will get people moving in the direction to where once this thing you know, hits the atmosphere, you know, people will feel comfortable enough to feel like, okay, I can do this versus waiting until this is not going to be a, yeah, this is not going to be a comfort thing. This is going to be way outside of comfort, but guess what? We do what we want to do. 
people right. do what they want to do. We have thousands of songs in our head. And right. I tell me that you cannot mm-hmm. learn a new language when you have you have thousands of songs in your head. You give somebody okay. said drop the Sugar Hill Gang right now. You would know every yeah, single lyric from right, beginning right. to end, back and forth. Like, like we got to stop it. Right. It's a mindset right. shift. It mm-hmm. is. It's a mindset shift because we find the money for everything else we need, everything else we want, everything else, you know, even when you broke, you still find the money for the stuff that you want, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. find some money for this too. You know, it it, it ain't gotta be (laughs) a whole bunch of money, but just, just start. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Just start. Is it safe? And I I, I wish I would have during the regular show. Mm. Is, Is it safe? to tell people that are just getting into this to look at it like a savings account to you know to literally just if you've got some money a lot of people actually use it that way just just put it into you know just put it here and and it's a savings account because like i said the the pushback that i always get they will always go back to 2017 when you had that was 72 percent down it's like yeah but the down was still bigger than the previous year's high so you still made money as long as you were in it for to go ahead i mean to cut you off Oops. And I think there's a delay or I might be freezing to you or or it's froze for me even, but I could still hear you. So I hope that you can still hear me. Can you hear me? Yes, we we, we we definitely hear you. Okay. Um, We have to make this mindset shift uh, from consumerism. Uh I will never be convinced about this, this argument about, oh, well, what if it goes down? You know what else went down? Everything in this house that's not making money. Uh Uh-huh. Everything that is from a height, we are, we spend more money per capita than most any other ethnicity on the entire planet. We are surrounded by things that actually aren't even paid off yet. So we're still paying on them. True. Mm-hmm. And they are true. not, they are draining us from, from a credit card debt that is killing us. It is the new slavery and it's mm-hmm. not so new because if you can keep people in debt, then you keep them scared and then you never get out of that existence. Mm-hmm. Consumerism and debt are killing us. Taking a fraction of the end. I, I spent um, 10 years in particular. I wasn't spending much more, but I was so, I was drowning. I didn't, you just don't even know how you're going to get out. I knew, Lord, if I have the next opportunity, that I'll be a better steward of what's in front of me. And just little by little over time, because time, God willing, is passing anyway. On what side of consumerism do we want to be? On what mm-hmm. side of debt do we want to be? And when does that begin? That begins today with this opportunity that we've not had before. Nope. So I approach it from that perspective even more than um, the investment side, because, Brother Tech, to your point, it seems so far away. It seems mm-hmm. so unattainable because none of us, for the most part, were taught that. So and, and when I started and trying to read charts and and I have like a very sophisticated exchange platform. Now, I didn't know what any of that was. And I'm a doctor professor. <laughs> I spend about an hour of time, <laughs> right? But I spend about a, an hour of time at least listening to CNBC. I'm far better now and I'm now on those shows. So I better learn yes, some girl. of the, the lingo, but it was just listening, right? Let's go. Thank you, Tech Lifestyle. Yes, Got a really good hook. Thank you. So going on and doing cheddar and CNBC and Bloomberg and all of those things. Now that's the same thing three years ago, four years ago. It's like, I don't know what they're talking about. And now look what has happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's the, that's what we have to start talking about. 
once again, thank you so much for, uh, you know, for taking this time. I cannot wait to chop this episode up and to get this thing posted tomorrow I love it. and see just how our listeners, uh, you know, you know what they think of it. Cause this is just awesome, awesome content. And if none of them mm-hmm. like it, I loved it. So, Listen. um, but I can't imagine, <laughs> so I can't imagine. I, you know, I loved it. You don't, you don't taught me some things. So thank you so much for uh, taking time it. with us. We appreciate you. I appreciate you, you all. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.